not to forget. Welcome back to another episode, guys. First of all, guys, I just want to thank you guys for always tuning in and listening to the podcast, checking it out, showing your love, showing your support. I just really want to take this time to tell you guys how grateful and how thankful I am that you guys are supporting the podcast and uh, tuning in, listening, asking me questions and, you know, just hearing what I have to say. Really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, Today, I don't have a guest with me today. Today is just a solo episode. Uh, I wanted to take this time to do an episode where I answer some of your guys' questions that you guys have asked me back in the few weeks ago that I haven't got around to. Most of you guys know that I'm a personal trainer and um, I lost 103 pounds total ever in my life uh, when I was doing my weight loss journey. I made a couple episodes um, previously talking about my story kind of going over it a little bit but I guess I'll just uh kind of recap a little bit and paraphrase of how I lost 103 pounds so like growing up I was not always overweight I actually was pretty slim and a skinny kid to be honest (laughs) and then it was up until I want to say around middle school is where I started getting like chubby. And I think it was because of just the things I would eat. But I wouldn't overeat. Um, Man, it was such a long time ago. But I think um, it was mostly seventh grade. When the eighth grade hit, that's when I decided to, well, not decided. I didn't really think of it. I was uh, playing a lot of sports, basketball and stuff and uh football soccer and i started running a lot and i would lift weights here and there in my bedroom i had like some dumbbells and like a barbell and i would just like lift weights do some push-ups but i wasn't really that serious into it so that kind of like kept me in shape and i was i would consider myself in shape but not super fit in the eighth grade and it was up until i got into high school where i started drinking a lot of alcohol, smoking cigarettes, and uh, eating bad. Um, I remember there was a time where I would eat like a whole box of carne asada fries and like a burger for one meal because I had the munchies or I was drunk. Uh, you know, I wanted to eat a lot. My brother and I, and my brother never gained weight, but it was just mostly me. And, uh, yeah, I started noticing, like, putting on some size because I didn't really work out after that. And then I believe it was mostly the drinking, which led to the bad eating, that made me gain a lot of weight. And then I noticed, what was I? Like, uh, freshman year in high school up until freshman year in college is when I put on the most weight. And I got up to 297 um, that's when I checked. I don't know who knows. I could have been 300 on a good day because your weight fluctuates, but 
I ended up getting at the all-time high of around 297 to 300 of that. And I remember I was going to move and leave San Diego. And I decided to make a lifestyle change and say, I just want to get in the best shape of my life and start my fitness journey. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I just, uh, you know, kind of followed what people were doing. Kind of like looked on um, social media and like followed my friends and family. If I knew anyone that was exercising, kind of just copying what they did. And like most people, I was a cardio junkie. So all I did was mostly cardio. And I was doing cardio for about an hour a day, running, walking, um, cycling at the gym. And I started to lose weight. I remember I lost 12 pounds the first time. It was like the first time I like started seeing results. I was like, okay, stepped on the scale, went down about 12 pounds. I was super excited. And then after that, I think it was 12 pounds literally is when I hit the plateau. Surprisingly. Well, just cardio alone. And then I asked uh, one of the trainers at the gym that I went to uh, some advice. Like, how would you go about, you know, losing weight? It was a female trainer, an older trainer. And she told me to uh, incorporate weight training. I never really did weight training that seriously, but I ended up doing it and taking her advice. And then that kind of changed my whole direction of my fitness journey. And I started studying more and started doing more research. Long story short, implemented strength training. And then I implemented the cardio post-strength training. And then I started following diets. I tried different diets. I was a guinea pig to myself, trying different things, seeing what worked with me. Started tracking my macros, started learning all that. Um, I mentioned in the past that when I would ask people this, they didn't really fill me in and give me much information about tracking macros or dieting. They just kind of gave me a quick overview about what it is, but nobody really went into depth and explained to me what it was. So I had to be pretty much self-taught, self-learned with the workouts and with the nutrition and dieting. And then I uh, started watching more videos and started reading more magazines, believe it or not, and articles and a a lot of research online about weight loss building muscle, everything about fitness. And then uh, eventually started to see more results on myself. And then I decided to become a trainer, started helping thousands of people. I say that fast forward because I literally trained thousands of people, whether one-on-one in person or in group settings or um, online. I know I trained thousands of people. I know that for a fact and helped so many people changed their lives and it's just awesome to know that I became a part of that. But anyways, that's kind of like a quick story about how I lost 103 pounds and uh, got me to where I am today, running my own business um, as a personal trainer and now I'm helping more people, adding on to that, thousands. So I get a lot of questions from people and they always ask me, on my fitness Instagram or in person, you know, hey, they ask me questions and advice and I don't really have time to make my YouTube videos like I used to uh, for my fitness YouTube channel. So now I'm trying to see if I can do it here on the podcast for you guys listening because I know a lot of my clients listen to my podcast. So 
just going to go ahead and um, answer some of the questions as best as I can. Um, try to help you guys out here. So, let me see here. Somebody asked, should you still work out if you're sick? Um, I feel like I've answered this on a episode before, but anyways, who cares? Um, in my opinion, no. It does it doesn't matter how sick you are. If you are uh feeling cold like symptoms, feeling under the weather, you have a headache, fever, anything that's not normal, stay your ass home. The reason why I say that is first you don't want to get anybody else sick. Second, when you're sick, your body is uh is fighting all the bacteria, any viruses or anything foreign in your body, trying to fight it to leave your body. So I always uh, suggest to my clients, drink plenty of water, take your medication, um, rest, drink plenty of fluid so you can pee it all out, rest, take a few days off, at worst, take a week off, and then get back into working out. That way you don't spread any... um sicknesses and you can feel better it's worth sacrificing you know a few days uh it's worth sacrificing even up to a week of just not working out so you can recover and get back on track there's plenty more days to get back on track instead of working out when you're sick and prolonging you know you're prolonging you getting healthier sooner Sorry, you could hear me breathing on this thing. And the next question I got. um, If you're following a meal plan, what kind of snacks should you be eating if you get hungry? Okay, so meal plans are good only if they're customized and tailored 100% for you. I get people asking me all the time to give them a meal plan. I don't really like doing it personally just because... First of all, they don't stick to it. Second of all, it can get boring. Third of all, it takes a lot of time for me to really customize a meal plan for you based on your uh, your goals, uh, based on your age, your height. There's so many determining factors that I need to look over in order for me to create a custom meal plan for you, which takes time. But I notice a lot of times, sometimes, or a lot of times, sorry, not sometimes, a lot of times people don't stick to them when they get bored. So, um, but not to say that there, there have been some clients that stuck to a meal plan that I provided that, that seemed like really good results, but it's very rare. Um, so let's say I give you a meal plan and you're on a weight loss meal plan and I give you about two to four meals a day in the meal plan. Uh, sometimes I do incorporate snacks depending on the person and depending on their goal. Now, most of the time, let's say if you're on a, a two meal a day meal plan and it's very hearty meals and you get hungry in between what I recommend for snacks are any snacks that are whole food snacks. So anything like nuts, fruits, um, veggie sticks, protein bars, Although protein bars aren't whole foods, I'd rather have my clients eat whole uh, protein bars versus something like a Pop-Tart or something sweet like chips. 
and well, the chips aren't sweet, but like junk food like chips or candy or anything like that. Protein bars. Um, if you're on keto, uh, like chicharron is good. High fat, um, high protein, low carbs. Uh, veggie sticks are good. Beef jerky. Try to look for sugar-free options. Those are good. I recommend um, drinking plenty of water. Protein shakes are okay. Rice cakes. Anything that's you know is close to whole foods as possible. Whole foods meaning foods as close to nature. So I hope that answered your question. Um, next question. Let me see. You gotta look through these real quick. What's the best way to meal prep? Well, the best way to meal prep, I used to meal prep and, uh, the best way to meal prep is to go grocery shopping, make a list, um, aim to buy, like I said, whole foods and take about two to four hours, however long it takes you to prep all your meals throughout the week on a Sunday, uh, so that you're prepared throughout the week. If you're tracking your macros, make sure that you're weighing your foods and evenly distributing them in Tupperware so that you hit your macros, uh, that's for like more advanced people. Like if you are tracking your macros and you're meal prepping at the same time, you want to make sure that all your meals for the day get to hit your numbers, to hit your macronutrient goal, whether it's your protein, carbs, and fats, it needs to hit all of them within the meals that you're meal prepping. Otherwise you're just going to be meal prepping good whole foods just to, you know, keep you away from eating out or eating fast food which is okay too, but whatever your goal is, whether it's losing weight or adding weight to build muscle, it's better to hit your macros with the meals. Or you can actually nowadays go to somebody who does a meal prep service, and there's a lot all over the world, and you can ask them to customize meals for you that's going to hit your macros or get you close to your goal and customize it for you that way. That's one way I would suggest doing meal preps. Either do it yourself, like I said, go grocery shopping, prep everything on a Sunday so it's ready for Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. And then or you can um, you know, go through a meal prepping service. Should you eat meat or not? Man, I get this question a lot. I'm not knocking vegans or vegetarians or anything like that, but it all just depends on your preference. If you don't want to eat meat because of the fact that you feel sorry for the animals, then go for it. You don't have to eat meat. I tell this to all my clients all the time because I do have vegan clients. But if you're doing it for the for a reason like I just don't want to eat meat and I want to eat better foods and plant-based foods, whole foods, but you're still eating... Okay, let's say you're a vegan and you want to do it for that reason, but you're eating like Beyond Meats. Or anything like that. Those are processed meats. And it kind of defeats the purpose of eating whole foods like straight up plants. Vegetables. Because, you know, when you eat meats like that, like Beyond Meats or alternatives, those are made in a factory. And they're not the best for you. I don't care if the label says organic or natural or anything like that. It's a bunch of bull. Don't follow that. Um... You know, I eat meat. I don't knock anybody who doesn't. So if you, you have to know this too. If your goal is to 
build muscle, you need protein. And there's a lot of uh, vitamins and nutrients that are in red meats or meat in general or poultry that you can't get from just plants alone. And if you are going to just do a plant-based diet and try to get those uh, nutrients uh, from like multivitamins or pills or anything like that, I mean, then that's kind of like, it's better to get it from the natural meats than taking like a capsule to, you know, uh, fill those empty nutrients and uh, stuff from supplements instead of getting them from whole foods. So I rather, I suggest getting it from whole foods instead of like resorting to medication or supplements. How many cheat weeks? Cheat weeks. How many cheat meals or days do you get a week? It depends. I don't give my clients cheat days until they show me that they have made a tremendous amount of results and they have the discipline to have a cheat meal and bounce right back on track to eating clean. I do allow my clients to have a cheat meal and it all just depends on their level of fitness. If they're obese or overweight and they're just getting started, I try not to give them one just quite yet. I have to kind of make them earn it. But that's just me. That's just how I do it. Uh, For myself, I don't have a cheat meal. I have a cheat day. Some people who are super athletic, super fit, I know have a cheat week. I don't do that. Uh, Cheat day is good enough for me. One cheat day a week, if you are so dialed in with your diet and your workouts... One cheat day a week will not hurt you. It will not kill you. It'll keep you sane. It'll keep you moving. And uh, as long as you have the discipline to know after this cheat meal or this cheat day, depending on the level of fitness you are in, and you can get right back to being disciplined and getting back to eating clean and getting dialed in, then uh, once a week wouldn't hurt. I just do it just to keep you sane, you know, to keep you going. Next question. If you ever fall off in the week, how do you get motivated again? Man, this is a good question. Because you can... I Okay, I tell my clients this all the time. You can lose your motivation. Easy. I mean, I could wake you up every morning and try to motivate you every single morning. But you got to ask yourself, what happens if that motivation is gone? What if I'm gone? What if I'm not there to do that anymore? You're going to be motivated to get up and do what you need to do in order to do it, you know, achieve your health and fitness goals because you can lose motivation anytime. What you need and what we need is discipline. You need to have that discipline to, you know, get up, live your healthy lifestyle as soon as you wake up to the time you go to bed to uh, eat good, to eat healthy and to train. And it takes discipline to do it. You know, it's just like a job. When you wake up, I don't think anyone, unless you're making billions of dollars, but nobody really, you know, no average nine to five people are motivated to wake up and go to work. You know, most of the time people want to call off, you know, calling sick. So, you know, it's not the motivation that you need. What you need to do is build a routine and have discipline to say, okay, you know what? I need to go to the gym. I need to eat healthy. I won't eat these bad foods because you have a goal. And uh, I use this uh, analogy like 
you know, when you uh, imagine if you're going to work and you only work one day a week. And what do you expect? You expect you're going to have a fat paycheck. You know, if you get paid biweekly, you think you're going to get paid big for only working one day a week. You already know the answer to that. And that's no. But imagine if you work and you grind every day and you see your results. Of course, they're going to be a bigger result. You're going to see more of it. Just like working. The more you work, the fatter the paychecks are. So think of it as that one hour of working out. If you feel like you lost or you fell off track for that week and you lost motivation, what you should do is think of it as like, okay, a job, one hour shift. If you work a nine to five, get off and you're like, okay, I have a second job, one hour, go to the gym, grind hard and get the hell out of there. Whether you do that before you go to work or after you go to work, your regular job, I mean, and try that, try Thinking with that approach of making it a second job because you're going to get rewarded for it. And you can get paid big for it. Getting paid, meaning your body's going to change. You're going to look and feel better. Uh, try going it about that way and see how that makes you feel. Next question. When I step on the scale, I don't see the numbers go down. What should I do? Okay. The scale is just a tool to assess data. For me and my clients, I tell my clients, don't step on the scale when you get home. Put the scale away. Put it in your closet. Hide it. Because I don't want you guys stepping on the scale every morning and psyching yourself out. When you step on the scale, it's going to tell you a number. My advice is to check your weight if you do step on the scale in the morning, fasted, as soon as you wake up after you use the bathroom and, and you're undressed. But the reason why you may be freaking out if the numbers haven't gone down it's because you haven't given yourself enough time yet you keep checking your you keep checking your weight you know frequently constantly and the numbers aren't going to go down it takes time but like i said it's just a a tool to assess data for numbers saying oh you lost five pounds if your goal is weight loss focus on your body fat percent going down now don't worry too much what the scale says It's good to see like, yeah, we lost a total of 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds based off what the scale says. But ultimately, I tell my clients this all the time. If you didn't have a scale and I didn't have a um, a body fat composition monitor, how and you wanted me to train you, how would we know, both of us, know that you are losing weight? We're going to go based off how you look, how you feel. And how your clothes fit. That's how you'll know. Because we could, you know, I could train a client if their goal is weight loss and never have them step on a scale or check their body fat ever. I would just assess them by how they look and ask them how they feel and then how their clothes fit. They're losing inches. Because then that's where you really know. Because your weight can fluctuate all the time. You're never going to be a consistent weight. It's always going to be different. So don't focus too much on the scale. It's just a tool for your trainer or for yourself to use as an assessment to collect data of where you're at. But don't worry about that. Focus on training hard, eating clean, and let me know how you look and how you feel. And that should be where your mind should be at. That's how you should look at it. I think I'm just going to answer one more question. And the question is... 
Should I do cardio before or after the gym? Hmm. I think you mean, should you do cardio before lifting weights or after lifting weights? So what I say is you can do cardio before weight training, like five minutes just to warm up, something light. But do your strength training first and then cardio after if you're just getting into it. Now, the reason why is you need to save your energy. Whether you're in a fasted state or you're in a fed state, you need to utilize. Okay, in a fasted state, you need to utilize your stored body fat as a source of fuel to burn through as your energy for weightlifting. If you just ate and it's like an hour and a half or two hours past or however many hours go by, you're already fed, utilize the 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 glucose from the foods, um, you know, the carbs, the sugars and stuff as your fuel to power through the weight training because the weight training demands more calories, I mean, demands more energy versus cardio, whether it's steady state or hit. So you want to burn through all that first and then tap in your stored body fat as your source of fuel to uh, fuel your cardio workout and save that for the last part because it's not as demanding as it is with weight training. If you don't know how that feels, try running for an hour and then doing weightlifting. You're going to notice your weightlifting is going to suffer and it's going to you're going to feel like too fatigued versus you doing it first and then cardio after. It's just more optimal that way. And so that you can save your fat burning like the cherry on top of your workout for the last part. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, for the last part of your workout. So yeah, hope that answered your question. I know I got a lot of questions here. Can't get to all of them all. I'm cutting this episode short. Only going to do a 30-minute episode. That was the goal. So um, I'm probably going to make a couple more episodes. Uh, I got a few more questions here that I didn't get to answer. But I definitely will uh, get back to it and try to make more episodes directed to health and fitness. Because what I do as a profession if you guys have any more questions, feel free to uh, DM me or, you know, ask me in person and I'll definitely include it in the podcast for those of you guys who are already listening and stuff. But uh, sorry I had to cut this episode short. I literally just got off of work and I wanted to make this episode. And so, yeah, your boy's tired, <laughs> but I'm doing my best, guys. I'm trying to knock out as many episodes as I can to keep you guys entertained, keep you guys informed. And, uh, yeah, shout out to my boy who's not here. He's usually on my podcast. Shout out to my boy, Danny and his girl, Belinda for the investment league podcast. Go check them out on Spotify and on anchor and all major platforms as well. And so hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Your boy is tired. As you can tell from my voice, (laughs) uh, stay tuned for the next one. Take care you guys and God bless.